Occasionally, I would see some of my Facebook friends who are currently living in Los Banos Laguna or, you know, or have lived here for a time, either when they were a student or, you know, when they worked here or whatever. But occasionally, I would see some of them post their book of my preference. And 99% of the time, it's Letzi's over the original. If you're not from Los Banos, it probably will not mean much to you. And it doesn't stop there. For the past several years, whenever I go back to my hometown, which is Iloilo City, my friends would... Like, it, 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 it's definitely evolved over the years. So it used to be I go home and then I eat Ted's bachoy. Then, you know, for the past several years, most of my friends now recommend eating at Tecos, which they say is better. Funnily enough, Ted's claim that they're the original, and even Decos claim they're the original. Um, the original, well, they are, in some ways, the first ones. But yeah, so what does this mean, and is it ever related to bread? So hi, my name is JC, and welcome to the Wild Breads Podcast. So, so the question is, like, is there anything that's original? Is there ever an original thing? So with my examples, you know, um, on the intro, you know, with the original, with the original Bukopai, so I, I kind of searched Google. Well, I did Google search that and brought me to the Wikipedia page of, you know, Bukopai's. And the original Bukopai, they actually did start this whole Bukopai thing. But the interesting thing is that Wiki says that the creator of the Bukupai used to live and work in the US and also made apple pies back there. And then when she went back home to the Philippines, now she wanted to start a business or a pie business and initially thought of making apple pies. But since apples aren't native to the Philippines, you know, one of her sisters suggested that they use buko, uh, coconut or buko as we know it instead. So, and that's where it came from. So, um, and also about this patroy thing, I also did a, uh, a Google search and it brought me to Wikipedia again. And then it's believed to be of, you know, Chinese origins as well. Um, and there's this Chinese word, um, I think it's pronounced as patchouli or something, meaning meat soup. So, um, and, and interestingly enough, the person who started Ted's La Paz Patroy used to work for a Chinese merchant or a noodle merchant. So that, that's pretty interesting to me. And I just want to get one more example in there. And this is about ramen, right? Um, whenever we think about ramen, we also we always think about like, uh, we always think Japan, you know? But I've got a friend and a neighbor who lives down there, like right at that house. Like it's a 30 second walk from where I am right now. He's Japanese and he believes and has told me this, that he believes that ramen originated from China where he believes that it came from the Chinese noodle soup called lo mien. So that, that's pretty interesting to me. And I've been, I've been thinking about it and I've been kind of doing you know, a little search here and there you know, about originality and all that stuff. And um, I stumbled upon this word called biomimicry where um, whatever you, know, you see, you know, that people or that humans have invented, um, it's it's most majority of it is because of biomimicry or in other words it has been copied from 
from nature. So think of a of of Velcro. The inspiration is from a plant that sticks to 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 our skin or to human skin. Um, think of the bullet train, which you know the nose of a bullet train has been modeled from a kingfisher's nose too. Sonar dolphins and bats have been using that since they existed. Even even the planes, you know, because the Wright brothers were inspired to fly. So yeah, the point is. If you look up the origin of anything, you'll quickly see that an original something is a variation or an improvement of something that came before it. So now the question is, is it important to be the first? You know, is it important to be the original? Does it even matter? Does it mean anything? I'm saying this out of my personal experience with wild breads. You know, my personal experience as a baker and as someone who sells, you know, what I make. And, you know, look, when we started selling, you know, breads at the farmer's market, you know, we were probably the, f um, the first ones to, to kind of sell it, to, to sell it like at, you know, at, uh, at the farmer's market here in Los Baños Laguna. But I'm, I'm, I know of one other baker who, made sourdough as well before I did like here in Los Panos and you know while we while we did enjoy that people were kind of getting to know us and say you know that they were saying that you know there's a there's a guy who makes sourdough there and all that it, it, it wasn't new to people like especially the expats and all that because they know about those things so were we original were we the you know we were the first we were the first ones to sell in that market in that market, right? But were we originals? We weren't. So back to my question, you know, of of the importance of being, being the first. Like, is it important? I couldn't really say because when you're the first, look, it's maybe it's important, you know, for 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 ego's sake or something. I don't know. Does it matter? Um, I can't really say if it, you know, if it means something. It doesn't, you know. Why, why do we even, you know, why? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand why someone would say that they're the original or, you know, where they're the first. Is it for ego or, you know, does it, does it influence, you know, a consumer to buy more from you than, you know, someone else? I'm not sure. I really can't say. But this thought about originality brought me to or reminded me reminded me of a book called steal like an artist and um, basically the the premise of that book as well is that nothing's ever original and that most of the artists also get inspired by maybe a fellow artist maybe nature maybe something else but there is nothing that's original the greatest example that I've come across, like, you know, even before re uh, hearing about this book, right? So the example that I could not forget was Coldplay's Viva La Vida. And apparently, well, you know, the, there's this lead guitar player that I followed when I was, you know, starting out as a guitar player. And, it's no, and his name is Joe Satriani. And he's got a song that he that he made in 
in 2004, and it's called If I Could Fly. And if you listen to that song, to, to Joe Satrian's original... If you listen to Coldplay's Fever La Vida. I used to the world, season rise when I gave the word. Now in the morning I sleep alone, sweep the streets I used to own. Well, it's incredibly similar. Too similar, in fact, that this guitar player, Joe Satriani, sued. Coldplay. I'm not sure what happened, you know, with that, um, with him suing Coldplay, but I'm not sure if he won that case or whatever. Yeah, the point is, nothing is ever original. And, and should we as bakers or, you know, whatever you're doing, like, if you're in the creative field, like, if you're a designer, if you're an artist, if you're, you know, a musician, should we be, should we really be concerned about being original? and um, being the first <clears throat> and my in my opinion this is just my opinion right um, as a baker you know since nothing is ever original i feel that it shouldn't be ever a race for us to be the first in something you know to be an original because again nothing is ever original like and the one that you know i want to leave with anyone you know if you're a baker again if you're a musician if you're an artist you know, if you're here listening to this podcast, is that you know it's it should be more about personal progress because if you were better than you were a week ago, then it's a win for you personally. It's also a win for anyone that's buying your product or you know, anyone that you know interacts with you in some way or another. You know, um, and to that point of you know nothing is ever original. Um, Nicole, my wife, is actually, she used to be a content writer um, for, for many companies and and I would always be amazed at how good she writes stuff and, you know, people reach out to her and, you know, really appreciate that, that she writes really well. So we just talked earlier about this and, you know, she says that, you know, a good writer is a good researcher. So from what I've seen her do, she just reads a lot. You know, she reads a lot of books um, or articles and then kind of puts them together in her own you know, um, unique point of view and that becomes her original. But is that original? So yeah, <laughs> I would like to think of, you know, I would like to stand by the nothing is original belief. So th the reason for that is, you know, we should we should be as creators as you know as artists musicians bakers or whatever we should be kind to ourselves you know these days and be more focused on personal progress than you know being the first again or being beating your competitors and all that i'm just reminded of this story of you know so i read this book by simon sinek it's called um starting with with why i think and, and there's a story about this this disabled guy i'm not sure what disease that he had like he's a teenager and he he joined this high school race you know and he was competing against 
able kids, you know. And so the race started like what what took everyone ten minutes to finish. He took about forty minutes to finish. Uh, the incredible thing was that after every everyone was finished, and then this disabled kid was just running, you know, struggling. This kid who is pushing himself, you know, to take another step to the finish line. Every competitor there started to come and help him, and then everyone in the crowd started to help, like cheer for that guy, for that kid. So what Simon Sinek said is that if you're trying to compete with everyone, no one's gonna help you. But if you're trying to compete with yourself, everyone's going to start to help you. And 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 for me as a baker, this has really changed my perspective. Um, that you know, I, I actually stopped chasing, like, like you know, or um, going after like new flavors and bread and all that, because people can do that in their homes, you know. Um, for me, it's just being better, you know, than I was a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, and this is the um, this brings me to consistency. As a baker, this is just for me. My ultimate goal is to to become, you know, consistent, you know, with the products we don't ever, whatever we post on, on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, um, I want people to receive that same, um, same looking love. And, you know, with sourdough, you know, with the many, many, many variables surrounding sourdough bread, it's just hard. But again, this challenge is more for me personally, but like I said earlier, if my goal is to personally improve myself and my skills first and not be concerned about like being first be you know you know putting out like this new flavor or whatever then it's a win for me and for my customers so that's i guess my my rant for today if this has helped you in whatever way give this video a like if you're on spotify please subscribe if you want only if you want to or also on YouTube, subscribe all if you want to. So, thanks for taking the time to listen. See you next time. Cheers.